Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, met fellow adventurers. Now we're going to go back to the Lakeshore Tavern to see what else there is to find there. Now, while you were away... I did a lot more relaxing, and the total amount of adventure tokens I got is 24. It took quite a while, but it goes a lot quicker when you're not reading the stuff. <laughs> because you think you read it a lot faster when you're not doing it aloud, and when you can skip a few of the stuff because you've seen it before. Okay, enter the tavern. Done with the fireplace. Let's order some food and drink. The fare available at the lakeshore is about the best a weary traveller or hungry adventurer might hope to find. The tavern has certainly earned a solid reputation for good, hearty food and robust drink offerings. Quite a few options here. Soothing Song Paleo, Roast Mutton, Braised venison, surprise stew, hush, 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 fail ale, festival ale, honey glazed chestnuts. Well, start at the top with the soothing song paleo. The soothing song paleo indeed proves worthy its colourful moniker. Served in a heavy engraved earthenware mugs, which I can look closer at. The etchings, which appear to have been done quite recently, each depict a set of three concentric squares. To glaze at the markings for several seconds, you find it difficult to look away, though after some effort, you manage to do so. Uh, and ch- the 
Payload is thick, black, surprisingly warm, and amazingly delicious. Weariness and chill melt away within moments of taking just your first sip of the exceptional beverage. The roasted nut flavour flavour seems more robust, though not at all bitter, in this special paleo. Alright, now the roast mutton. The roast mutton, served on a bed of seasoned field greens, is a succulent, aromatic dish that is both filling and flavourful. It takes a small while for you to devour the generous portion, after which you find yourself growing slightly sleepy in the comforting glow of the crackling fire. Alright, the braised venison. The venison, blackened but tender, is served atop a mound of honey-glazed carrots and roasted potato wedges. Ooh, nice. Not wedges. Eh, I wouldn't have the venison, being a vegetarian. Um, carrots, can't even believe them, but potato wedges? Oh, yes. The deer from which the venison was procured, as... As is true for all the wild fare available at the tavern, was hunted in the forest surrounding Winterwire Lake. It requires some effort to finish the hot, fortifying meal in its entirety. So, in between this and the next one, I go off and do things. But I'm not going to show you what those things were. Just, just me. I did stuff. I did stuff. I didn't just sit here repeatedly. Zoop just didn't sit here for three weeks eating everything in the menu in order and occasionally passing out from food comas. It, it did the sitting earlier in the last episode. <laughs> order surprise stew. The surprise stew is served in an earthenware bowl and topped with shaved white and yellow tea cheese. Two hot... Wedges of hard bread accompany the interesting concoction. The ingredients of which are never revealed. Despite your initial reluctance to consume the thick, meat-laden broth, you find the stew to be of excellent flavour and quite filling. And after the taste, reminiscent of onions, though not quite the same, lingers on your tongue for some time following the meal. Hushvale Ale. Hushvale Ale. Named after a small village situated on the eastern shore of Winter Eye Lake, it's a thick, sweet-smelling brew that initially stings the tongue. Once you've managed to swallow the ale, its initial bite, its initial bite vanishes, replaced by a silky texture that carries with it a thick, somewhat sugary taste. As you reach the bottom of the tankard, your heart momentarily races before resuming its normal rhythm. Next up is the Festival Ale. Let's just see what that is like. You're not sure for which festival the Lakeshore's Festival Ale was named, but you're certain it must have helped stroke the festivities. The full-flavoured ale, with a head that never seems to dwindle, is both smooth and potent, and indeed a favourite of Lakeshore patrons. 
after consuming slightly more than half your serving, you begin to feel somewhat light-headed, and the ta- tavern's incessant din seems just a bit louder, and your surroundings just a bit more crowded. Okay, now the honey-glazed chestnuts. The last, perhaps the least, perhaps not, we don't know. Served in a large earthenware bowl. The heap of steaming chestnuts, roasted to perfection, is covered with a thick, shimmering gaze of golden honey. The mouth-mortaring delicacy, a supreme treat for all the senses, is both filling and fortifying. Alas, when you reach the bottom of the bowl, it's all you can do. All you can do to consume the last of the crunchy, dripping morsels. Alright. Oop, suddenly, of course, you always have things happen when you've ate everything. What, what is happening? You freeze as someone suddenly steals up and taps you on your left shoulder as a soft, feminine voice slips in your ears. Hungry? Thirsty? Never mind any of that. Don't turn around. Just know that I'm a friend and have something for you. A gloved hand reaches out behind you and takes hold of your left hand, pressing into it a thin silver wing. The wing may be of use, but that's not what's important, whispers the voice. This meeting is symbolic, if nothing else, and in ways that others are sure to notice. Take care of yourself. We're counting on it. But who is we? Maybe the... That those resistance people in in Zarthamore. You hear the patter of soft footfalls retreating behind you, and through you cleanly desire to turn and glance a glimpse, catch a glimpse of the unknown woman, something inexplicable, the lurking hint of bewildering notion prevents you from doing dust that. You spend a few moments examining the silver wing given to you by your mysterious benefactor, noting the peculiar markings along the band's thin outer edge. It's a marked silver wing. Let's have a closer look at it. Alright. Melee waiting. It's transmutable. Nice, nice. I'll transmute that later. It's got melee waiting of four. Three stamina points, so it's a pretty decent wing for when you're just starting out. Not so much for... Not going to be in the rotation for for an endgame character, but that's to be expected. <laughs> if, if you gave people all the, all the best equipment right at the start of the game, they'd have nothing to strive for. Well, or not as much. You're going to have st- slow and steady upgrades as you play. Yeah, it's better to have that than just one huge upgrade at the start. And then you just... And then you just just live on your plateau, looking down on everything else. This thin silver wing, pressed into your hand by an unknown and unseen woman in the Lakeshore Tavern, bears curious markings on its outer edge depict a series of concentric squares. Hmm. Concentric squares again. After securing the wing among your belongings, you turn and cast your gaze across the crowded tavern hall. 
before turning your attention back. Back to the lake shores. Excellent fare. Alright, what if I have some more? Just, just, I'm going to go have one of everything again. Just to see if anything else turns up. Not going to wait at the time because it's it's the same thing again. There's a surprise stew, braised venison, roast mutton, soothing song paleo. Yeah, as I suspected, you don't get anything for having everything twice because that would be silly. Because honestly, a lot of people wouldn't do that. That you can pretty much reliably say if you put a, if you put a link in a game, everyone's gonna click every one of them, or enough people will click every one of them for them to tell everyone else, hey, you gotta click every one of them. But if you gotta click the links five, six more than once, well, that's probably not gonna happen. Well, at least. Not in one sitting. And you keep going back to the tavern. Which you might not. It's not a safe spot or anything. Alright. Now let's seek out the tavern keeper. Gotta got to, got to apologise to her. For standing on her chairs. With my muddy muddy feet. I'm not sure. Whether restoration cleaned it up. Seek out the tavern keeper. Eloria Whithell. Those early years on the streets of Twithick ran her afoul of the law and saw her gale for the better part of two long years. As younger than her weathered features and wasping voice suggest, the fair-haired, affable woman, rumoured to be a pickpocket of extraordinary ability, oversees all operational de details of the tavern and sweet directly to the lakeshore's owner, the infamous adventurer Sylvania. Sylvania? Well, however it's pronounced. After a minute or two, you find Elonia taking inventory of the tavern's ale casks. She turns and greets you with a smile and promptly asks if there's something you need. Let's just have a little chat. Converse. While conversing with Elonia, you learn that she's had growing concerns about the general safety of the region about Winterwire Lake and often hears tales from travellers that confirm her misgivings. Well, if the concerns were about that big sea lake serpent, I, I dealt with that. But maybe by eliminating that, I actually made things worse. Because that was keeping down other things. It's not just around here either, she says, running her fingers through her tangled hair. But the whole kingdom, if you, if you follow. Sure. The roads around Talonus and even Trithic may be safe enough for most. But there's precious little thought spared for us folk who are out of sight of such places. Our concerns don't reach the white ears, and that's a fact. Either they did, would anyone listen? You speak with Elonia at length, covering a wide variety of topics, before ultimately excusing yourself so the busy tavern keep can return to her work. Pleasure having you here, she says. We need more folk of your stripe about. What happens if I talk converse again? Yeah, it's 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 the same. Same, okay. Tavern keeper, inquire about Silavinia. 
Eleanor tells you Savinia hasn't been around the tavern much lately. She does stop in from time to time to check up on the state of the place. I have to keep up with things, she says. A gaze wandering about the hall. It's all too... Uh, it's, all, goes my, it's all too easy for things to get out of hand. But if you know what I mean. Always things to be done. No end of it. But this gets me out of trouble. Mostly. I have too much respect for our good landlords and it all goes slack. That won't happen as long as I'm about. Continue conversing. And it's, it's the same as if you went straight for the conversing. Yeah, that makes sense, makes sense. Uh, nothing more. Bid for one, be on your way. Okay, investigate a door, a door that stands ajar. Ooh, what could be behind it? We'll find out now. You discover the door, set into a length of wall that juts out from the west, stands at the top of the steep stairs leading down into the tavern cellar. As you stand at the narrow opening, you suddenly spot a large watch scurrying along the foot of, a ne of the nearby wall. The black-haired creature darts through the ajar door and down the steps, swiftly vanishing into the musty, in, into the musty gloom. Almost instinctively, you close the door, making certain it remains shut before turning and moving away. Alright, what if... Well, oh, well, that's... Huh, hmm. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't look at it again. Leave the tavern. Enter the tavern. Nope. That was a one-off, apparently. Or maybe it's triggered something else happening. Move over to the fireplace. Get away. Relax near the fire. And... Oh, no, we've done my last... Okay. Engage in a game of flick tap. Flick tap, or Queen's Wash, as it is known in some localities, is a popular game played in taverns, alehouses, and patio dens throughout the North Broadlands. Now the link for Flick Tap is live. This is Gemnus Fixed Dent. Uh, uh, maybe he was doing it anyway. Maybe he read my reply. Maybe someone else told him. Maybe I didn't wit it yet and was going to put it in later. Who knows? Who knows? Point is, it's here now. The game of Flick Tap, known in some localities as Queen's Wash, is a popular activity in taverns, alehouses, and paleo dens throughout the North Broadlands. Through the specific rules of the game change from place to place, and of course with local customs, the general idea is always that two competing players try to score points by flicking stone discs, seeking to have them have them slide to a stop between two marked lines. A typical game of flick tap is divided into seven rounds. During a round, each player, seated opposite one another, simultaneously flicks one of their seven stone discs along the respective their respective side of a divided and highly polished slab of wood. The flick's disc must strike the raised edge of the slab opposite its player, player and ricochet back along the slippery wooden surface, hopefully landing between a pair of emblazoned lines. Points are awarded based on the portion of the flick disc that ends up between the lines, which rules like 
tapping the disc before it's flicked. Tapping the edge of the slab before play starts or maintaining eye contact with your opponent while flicking. And numerous others are customary in, in some locales and ignored or unknown in others. Particularly adept flick-tap players whose impressive skill has garnered them a formidable record of victories are deemed mavens. It's common practice that only established players who have demonstrated a high level of proficiency at flick-tap can seek to challenge a maven. Well, that's what I my life goals. Challenge a maven and win. Here at the Lakeshore Tavern, the game is something of an institution, with bouts of flick-tap often inspiring heated rivalries. Rivalries, and in some cases, where some rare cases, inappropriate conduct. The polished wooden slab atop which the game is played is only very rarely not in use. You haven't played a game of flick-tap. Seek out an opponent and give it a go. Time to seek out an opponent. Seeking to earn a reputation as one of the best flick-tap players around. Because if you're going to do something, you might as well be the best at it. Well, actually, it's perfectly fine to be not the best at something. It's even seem fine to be mediocre or bad at it. As long as you're having fun and, you know, not hurting people. You glance around the crowded tavern for a likely and worthy opponent. Play against some random opponent. It takes less than a minute for you to locate an eager opponent and you quickly find yourself seated across the polished wooden slab from a middle-aged woman who exhibits a high level of skill at the game. Actually, a high level already? Oh, I wanted a low level to start out with. Your opponent selects, collects her seven dome discs and taps seven times on the slab with her hand, indicating she's ready to begin. In keeping with the long-established condition of flick-tap, both you and your opponent hold up your right hands and wrap seven times against the polished slab with your left. A murmur runs, runs through your onlookers gathered at the edge of the flick-tap slab as you lower your hands. As you lower your hands and the contest gets underway. Simultaneously flicking... From the opposing sides of the divided wooden slab, you and your opponent attempt to bounce your stone discs off the raised edge, hoping to have them land between the two black lines emblazoned across the centre of the slick playing surface. Flick. One of seven, up to 30 points. Alright. Pick a random number between one and 300. Bonus of 80. 60 from agility, 20 from luck. Pick now. Alright. 263. Your flicked disc corroms off the wave slab's wage eggs and comes to a rest more than midway between the marked lines, scoring you scoring you 26 points. Well done. Your opponent. Disc glances off the wage decks and comes to a rest only, only partially between the marked lines, scoring her 18 points. She looks down disgusted at a flick disc. 
After your first flick, you lead your opponent 26 to 18. Please continue. Eyeing each other swiftly across the slab, you and your opponent prepare to make your second flick. To flick two of seven, up to 40 points. And the number is between one and 400. Bonus is the same. Pick now. 277. Your flick disc bounces off the slab's raised edge and comes to rest only partially between the marked lines. Scoring you... Scoring you 28 points. Just a little further. Your opponent's disc bumps off the wage edge and comes to a rest just outside the marked lines. Scoring her 20... Scoring her 12 points. She complains about the slippiness of the slab. Uh, of course, of course she would. Alright, 54 to 30. You lead your opponent, 54 to 30. The match is heating up. Avoiding eye contact with your opponent, save for a quick peek. You attempt to line up your third flick. 3 of 7, so 50 points. 1 to 500, bonus 80. Pick now. Five, all right, 325, your flick disc crumbs off the slab's raised edge and comes to rest only partially between the marked lines, earning you 33 points, just a little further. Your opponent's disc, disc rebounds off the raised edge and comes to rest far outside the marked lines, scoring her nine points. She smiles, slowly shakes her head. Hmm. Looks like Flick Tab. Flick Tab is a very luck based game, as far as I can identify. After a third flick, you lead your opponent 87 to 39. I am well ahead. On to Flick 4. Up to 60 points. What? 1 to 600. Your opponent hums, perhaps attempting to distract you. Doing your best to ignore your tactic, you carefully aim your fourth flick. Pick now! Your flick disc glances off the slab's waved edge and comes to rest just outside the marked lines. Scoring you 19 points. So close. The opponent's disc bumps off the waved edge and comes to rest almost exactly between the marked lines. Scoring her 57 points. She hoots wildly. Ah, oh, she's nearly caught up. 106 to 96. And I only got a one. Well, was 188. All right, so it's, it, it just rounds divides by 10. You can feel the weight of stares from your gathered onlookers as you position yourself to, to best execute your fifth flick. Flick five of seven, up to 70 points. Picking a number from one to 700. Bonus the same. Pick now. 559 points. Your flick disc warms off the slab's raised edge and comes to rest exactly between the marked lines, scoring you 70 points. Now that's how it's done. Your opponent's disc glances off the raised edge and comes to rest 
only partially between the mark lines, scoring her 56 points. She sighs and mutters something. After your fifth flick, you lead your opponent 176 to 142. Onto the fifth, sixth flick. Take extra care of your sixth flick, realizing after this you have but one more turn to take. Six, six flick up to 80 points. Number from one to 800. Pick now. 500. 521. Your flick disc glances off the slab's raised edge. Comes to rest, only partially between the mark lines. Scoring you 52 points, just a little further. Your opponent's disc rebounds off the raised edge and comes to rest only partially between the, mar the mark lines, scoring her 48 points. She sighs and mutters something. I'm in the lead, 228 to 190. Now it's the final round. It all comes down to this. This is it, the final flick, on which countless games of flick-tap have been won and lost. Bearing this in mind, take careful aim as you prepare to make your last flick. Yeah. Makes sense that the numbers keep rising, but not dramatically so. So it, it means that in this game it's not all decided. Except in very rare cases, it's not all decided in the first three or four rounds. And then you're just, you know, waiting. You just wait. It's just it's just a formality doing the rest of the flicks to see how much of a lead you can get. But if the numbers keep going up, I mean, that's how they do it in a lot of contests, don't they? Later rounds give more points. But I think it's better than somewhere. The third round gives so many points. Or, or the last round. So many points that the other rounds are completely redundant. You don't want that either. Because otherwise people would just turn up for the last round. And won't even bother for the first few. Because they don't matter. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Hard. It's hard to do that. Because you want a game that's maintains point four the whole way through. Through under most circumstances. I mean, you can't do all circumstances. Because sometimes people just pull ahead at the front. And... And sometimes you just know, oh yeah, it, it's... The, you know it's going to end up on the front. Everything's going to come down to the final round. Alright, pick flick seven of seven up to ninety points. Pick a random number from one to nine hundred. Same bonus as before. Pick now. Two seven hundred and thirty-nine. Your flick disc rebounds off the slab's raised edge and comes to west more than a midway between the marked lines, scoring you seventy-four points. Close. The opponent's disc about bumps off the raised edge and comes to West just outside the marked lines. Scoring her 40 points, she begins to curse, but stops and takes her hex. After the seventh and final flick, 
you lead your opponent 302 to 230. Please continue. You defeated your opponent by a score of 302 to 230. The middle-aged woman says a few moments examining the polished slabs, as if it holds the answers to her defeat, before thanking you for the game and stepping away. Your first game, your first victory. Nice going, but don't get a swelled head. Several patrons and prospective players remain gathered around the flip-tap board, discussing various aspects of the game. Oh yeah, that's Zoop. He's a future maven in the making. I believe. He was always ahead the entire game. Yes, yes, he's a skilled one. But he didn't... Yeah, I suspect he just let her almost... Let her be not too far behind just to, just to drag her along. Seek out another opponent. You've won one game, including your last, and lost none. Win your next two games to challenge the level one flick tap maven. Seeking to earn a reputation as one of the best flick tap players around, you glance about the crowded tavern for a likely and worthy opponent. Alright, the next round is against an old woman who exhibits a moderate level of skill at the game. Woman collects her seven stone discs and taps seven times on the slab with her hand. Indicating she is ready to begin. Keeping with the long established tradition of flick tap, both you and your opponent hold up your right hands and wrap seven times against a polished slab with your left. A murmur runs through the onlookers gathered at the edge of the flick tap slab as you lower your hands and the contest gets underway. Simultaneously flicking from opposite sides of the divided wooden slab, you and your opponent attempt attempt to bounce your stone discs off the way jets, hoping to have them land between the two black li lines emblazoned across the centre of the slick playing surface. Alright. Alright, checks are the same as that time. 23 points. West more than midway between the marked lines. 23 points. Your opponent's disc rebounds off Waist edge and comes to a west just outside the marked lines. She begins scoring her eight points. She begins to curse but stops and shakes her head. Alright, 23 to 8. Alright, and then 40. Scoring you 23 points, a solid flick. 18 points. She complains about the slippiness of the slab. Alright, the match is heating up. Avoiding eye contact with your opponent, save for a quick peek. Attempt to line up your third flick. Alright, here it comes. Oh, oh, oh. Only, only 109. Your flick disc arms off the slab's raised edge and comes to west far outside the marked lines. Scoring you 11 points. How embarrassing. Your oh, well, I'm still ahead. Still ahead. But only dust. Four flick. Alright, I got 60 points. Spectacular in every way. Your opponent's disc rebounds off the raised edge and comes to west far outside the smart line, scoring a 13 points. 
She slams her fist onto the slab in anger. Hey, don't break the slab. We need it for playing, playing flick tap. You can feel the weight of the stairs from the gathered onlookers as you position yourself to best execute your fifth flick. Here we come. I got I got 16 points. How embarrassing. Your opponent disc rebounds off the raised edge and comes to west far outside the mark lines, earning her 15 points. Smiles and slowly shakes her head. Well, I, I'm still ahead. On to the sixth round. 80 points. I got 25 points. Your flick disc bounce off. 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 Off the Plowsway Gents and comes to West just outside the marked lines. Only 25 points, a near miss. Your opponent's disc glances off the Way Jets and comes to West almost exactly between the marked lines, earning her 63 points. She looks over at you and smugly shrugs. Ooh, she's, drew, she's almost drew level. 164 to 158. Alright, this is it. The final flick, which countless day games of flick tap have been won and lost. Bearing this in mind, you take careful aim as you prepare to make your last flick. For 90 points, pick now. Alright, 790 points. Your flicked arm corrams off, off the slab's way's edge and comes to west more than midway between them lines scoring you 69 points close the opponent's disc bounced off the way jegs and comes to west just outside the mark lines scoring her 33 points she begins to curse but stops and shakes her head all right i'm in the lead two three seven to one to one what one nine seven you've defeated your opponent by a score the old woman spends a few moments examining the polished slab if it holds the answers to her defeat before thanking you for the game and stepping away. After se several patrons and prospective players remain gathered around the flick tap board discussing various aspects of the MS. Yeah, that's Zoop. Ooh, someone's going to have to defeat him soon. Otherwise, he will win the pro he will become a Maven, and we will have no choice but to um, buy him rounds or something. I, I, I don't know what a, what a Maven gets. Maybe nothing. Seek out another opponent. Alright. One more round to challenge the level one Flick Tack Maven. Flick Tack Maven. Okay, I'm just going to do this quick. Young woman, high level of skill. Alright, yeah, it, it, it starts out the same, because, well, there's only, so, there's only so much variety you can put when you're just randomly picking numbers. Alright, first flick. Hunt 11 points. Your flick discs lands. Bounces off the slave's razzed edge and comes to a west just outside the marked lines. Scoring yellow for points. Close, but no tacker back. Your opponent's disc bounds off the wage edge and comes to west exactly between the marked lines, scoring her 30 points. 
as he slaps the table edge and laughs. Alright, she's ahead. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. Alright, number two. 13. I get 13, she gets 16. Still behind. Number three. 48 points for me. That's a great flick. Versus 29. She frowns and curses under her breath. Alright, I've pulled ahead. 75 to 72. Alright, fourth flick. I get 60 points. Now that's how it's done. The opponent's disc bumps off the raised edge and comes to West almost exact, exactly between the marked lines, scoring her 56 points. She hoots wildly. Alright, I leave my opponent 132 to 131. Alright, look again. Oh, I'm trailing now. She's sizing. Okay, keep going, keep going. I'm still trailing. I got 80 points, but she got 80 points. That's it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. We both got maximum points. Okay, here's the seventh flick. All right, pick now. I can still pull ahead. I can still win. I can still lose. All right, here we are. Oh, I pulled ahead at the last minute, going 79 points. She got 24. After the seventh and final flick, you lead your opponent. It's 316 to 280. Yes. The young woman spends a few moments. Yeah, your victory marks three wins in a row. You're now able to challenge the level one flip tack maven if you wish. Several patrons, yeah, and yeah, it ends. Seek out another opponent. Seeking, seeking to earn a reputation as one of the best flick tap players around. You glance around the crowded tavern for a likely and worthy opponent. Challenge the level one flick tap maven. Here we go. In no time at all, you find yourself seated across the polished wooden slab. From Mirek Lampstead, a young man and impossible hand whose skill at flick tack can best be described as impressive. Miltrek gathers his seven stone discs and taps seven times on the slab with his hand, indicating he's ready to begin. There is no question that the expert flick tack player is carefully studying you, sizing you up. Keeping the long-established tradition of flip-tack, both you and Murek hold up your white hands and wrap seven times against the polished snap with your left. A murmur runs through the onlookers gathered at the edge of the flip-tack slab as you lower your hand and the contest gets underway. You sense many of those watching believe Murek enjoys the upper hand. Maybe he does? All right, simultaneously flicking from both sides of the divided wooden slab, you and Mirek attempt to bounce your stone discs off the raised edge, hoping to have them land between the two black lines embraced across the centre of the slick playing surface. All right, first flick. I got 30 points, he got 8. <sighs> Spectacular in every way. He must have something about a bad disc. Oh, you're sore. Sore loser. But 
far more rounds to go. I each other swoofly from across the slab. You and Mirik each prepare to make your second flick. Alright, pick now. I got 30 points. He got 39 points. He looks over you. And smugly shrugs. Alright. Flick three. I got 43 points. That's a skillful flick. He got 32 points. 103 to 79. Alright, fourth, fourth flick. Fourth flick, 60 points. 46, 46. We both did exactly as good. Who would have thought it? Alright, fifth round. 37. And he pulls almost ahead with 59. With which he claps his hand and smiles. Alright, on to the sick flick. Alright, number 1 to 800. Got to get 8. 80 points up for grabs. Oh, oh man, I did bad. Your flick disc bounces off the way slash way it and comes to west far outside the mark lines. How embarrassing. And he gets 46 points. It's way better than mine, but he's still disappointed as he frowns and curses under his breath. Alright, after your sick flick, you trail Mirek. 230-201. Alright, the final flick for 90 points. Pick now. Alright. He got 19 points. I got 30. He slams his fist down onto the slab in anger. The seventh and final flick, you trail Murek. 239 to 231. Alright. You've been defeated. Murek proves gracious in victory and quick and quick to chat congratulate you on having played well before standing, stretching, and stepping away from the polished wrap. You need to win three games in a row before you can again challenge Murek Lampstab, the level one flick-tap maven. Several patrons and prospective players remain gathered around the flick-tap board, discussing various aspects of the game. Alright, seek out another opponent. So I've got to win three games in a row to challenge the level one flick-tap maven. Alright, now I'm going to do that. But it's, it seems to be pretty much the same. So I'm going to pause while I do that. I can now challenge the level 1 flick tap maven again. Yeah, the purity believe that Mirek enjoys the upper hand. You know what? He probably does. He won the last time. Alright, well, I pull ahead 17 to 11. Alright, now he pulls ahead. 46 to 29. I pull ahead 17, 79 to 79 to 76. Well, this is a thrilling match for everyone else to watch, at least. Not so much for me, it's just stressful, but I prefer winning. Uh, I pull ahead 102 to 84. Fifth flick. Oh, I got a perfect flick with 70 points. He got to seven points. He was one-tenth as good for this one round. All right. 
Alright, on to flick six. I got 54 points. He got 17. The final flick. 22 points to 28. It west far outside the mark lines. Youch. He got 28 points. He curses, but stops and shakes his head. Alright. You defeated your opponent. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. By 248 to 136, Mirak seems annoyed by your victory and spends the next several minutes puzzling over how he could have lost to you. In the end, however, Minek proves to be gracious to defeat and congratulates you on your victory before stepping away. You've just just defeated your your level one flick tack maven. Well done. Yep, win three more games in a row against random opponents and be able to challenge the level two maven. Several patrons and prospective players were being gathered around the flick tap board discussing various aspects of the game. Few of the players on players unlocking standing in the flick tap track approach and offer you their congratulations on having defeated Mirak Lampstead. You get away with your those discs. No mistake, says one of the regular players, whistling through a sizable gap in his crooked front teeth as he's he speaks a fine showing. Despite a west tap, respite from the intensity of flip, desiring a west bite from the intensity of flip tap, you step away from the polished slab and make your way over to the crowded tavern. Well, alright, back to flip tap. You've won eight games and lost two, 80% success. And I've defeated one of the seven flick tap mavens. I gotta win win three games in a row to challenge the next maven. Well, I'll just pause while I do that. Because these random encounters, they're they're the same. As random encounters often are. Ah, something has just happened. Flick tappery! Your growing experience of flick tap. 
known as Flick Tappery, has given you a helpful insight into the game. We shall provide you with a 4 plus bonus to each of your flicks going forwards. Well, alright. Alright, I've got to win the next two games to challenge the level 2 Maven. So I'll just pause while I do that. Now for the level 2 Flick Tap Maven. No time at all. You find yourself seated across the polished wooden slab from Van Barbeer Smithson, an older man, a local farmer. Those skill at flick tap can best be described as amazing. Van Bar gathers his seven stone discs and taps seven times on the slab with his hand, indicating he is ready to begin. There is no question, the expert flick-tap player is carefully studying you, sizing you up. In keeping with the long-established tradition of flick-tap, both you and Vembar, yep, that's the same. Okay. Oh, Vembar attempts to mount, oh, hoping to, yep, and here we are. Alright, uh, 21 to 12. 61 to 18. Rambar got angry and slammed his fist onto the slab in anger. Well, I got a perfect flick. Uh, Yowch! I got only 11 points as my ways is and come as my disc comes to west far outside the mark lines. I'm still ahead. All right, pick now. 13 points to 45. Just, just forget that one. Alright. How embarrassing with 11 points. Oh, he's so far ahead. I got 30 points. He got 16. On to the seventh round. Oh, I don't even know if I can win. Alright. I got 20 points. He got 64 points. So I, I've been absolutely flashed. Flashed. Defeated by a score of 253 to 147. Alright, now I've got to win a three. Vanabir proves gracious in victory and quick to congratulate you on having played well before standing, stretching, and stepping away from the polished slab. Slab. Several patrons and prospective players were in gathered around the flick tap board, discussing various aspects of the game. Seek out another opponent. Now I've got to defeat a three ordinary people to challenge the Maven once again. Now I can challenge the level two Maven once again. So he enjoys the upper hand. He probably does. 30 to 16. 56 to 24. 105 to 66. I'm getting lucky. 159 to 111. 184 to 176. He nearly pulled ahead. He nearly pulled ahead. Not quite. Number 6. 256. 2225. Alright, the last flick. Flick 7. 90 points up for grabs. Pick now. 46 points to 50 points. Uh, I won. 
Vanibear seems annoyed by a victory and spends the next several minutes puzzling over how he could have lost to you. In the end, however, Vanibear Smithson proves to be gracious in defeat and congratulates you on your victory before stepping away. Alright, another three games in a row to challenge the level three maven. Several patrons and prospective players remain gathered around the flick tap board discussing various aspects of the game. Your victory over Vanbeer is soon known throughout the tavern and you receive the praise of over a dozen patrons, some of whom attempt to give you some important pointers related to the game. Desiring a westpat from the intensity of flick tap, you step back from the polished slab and make your way across the crowded tavern. Alright, back to the game of flick tap. I defeated two of the seven mavens. It's going to take a while. I have 18 games. I won 18, lost 11. So that's a 62% victory rat. Alright, seeking out. I've got to do another three victories in a row, and that takes a while. So, pausing once again while I do that. I got a flick tappery bonus. Your growing experience with flick tap, known as flick tappery, has given you has given you helpful insight into the game, which provides you with an eight plus bonus on each of your flicks going forward. So that's almost an extra point. Hmm. Nice, nice. I guess I guess if I keep. All right, so hmm. I've won 20 games, and I just got a flick tapery. Do you get a bonus for every 10 games you win, perhaps? Or, there's about all 32 total. Hmm. Well, uh, I'll see, I'll see. Got, got a, two more games to win to go for the next Maven, anyway. Time to challenge the level 3 flick tap Maven! In no time at all, you find yourself seated across the polished wooden slab from Zagyar Yufria, an older woman and talented scribe, though skill at flicktap can best be described as astonishing. Zagyar gathers her seven stone discs and taps seven times on the slab with her hand, indicating she is ready to begin. There is no question that the expert flip-tap player is carefully studying you, sizing you up. Alright, and it begins. First flick. I got 30 points. She got 30 points. She cheers loudly. Well, she is good. Alright, second flick. 16 to 33, she pulls ahead. Third flick, 50 to 32. I pull ahead, but only dust. So close, so close. Fourth flick, I get 11. She gets 47. Uh, we can only see if we can keep this up. I get 70. Spectacular in every way, because that's the maximum points. And she gets 25. 
I'm ahead again. All right, seventh, sixth flick, 25 to 60. All right, yep, yeah, now she's ahead. It's the final flick for 90 points with a bonus of 88. Pick now. All right, 24 points, 32 points. I am behind. I am losing. Jaguar proves gracious in victory and quick to congratulate you on having played well before standing, stretching, and stepping away on the polished slab. You need to win three games in a row before you can again challenge Zagor Yofigar, the level three flick-tap maven. Several patrons and prospective players gathered around the flick-tap board discussing various aspects of the game. Seek another opponent. Okay. I'm just going to pause until I beat I beat her. And the level 3 maven is defeated. Zagra seems annoyed by your victory and spends next several minutes puzzling over how she could have lost to you. In the end, however, Zagra Yulfia proves to be gracious in defeat and congratulates you on your victory before stepping away. You've just defeated the level three flick tap maven. Well done. Win three more rounds in a row against random opponents. And you better challenge the level four maven. Several patrons and prospective players remain gathered around the flick tap board discussing various aspects of the game. Never saw Zara stumble at the slab like that, says an older man as he slaps you on the shoulder. Whoa. Since that time she challenged Lampstead. Lamp that's Lampstead, the old man. Not the young man, mind. He compliments you on your flicking prowess before shuffling off to the table in the corner. Desiring a whispite from the intensity of flick tap, you step away from the polished slab and make your way across the crowded tavern. Alright. I'm gonna have to if I'm, go if I'm going to have to do win another three rounds against random opponents to move on to the fourth maven. I'll just do that while paused. Ooh, flick tappery has gone up to level to a 12 bonus on each of your flicks going forwards. And that was for after 64 flicks. Hmm, so I got one after... 32 and one after 64 four rounds yeah that, okay that does seem to be how it's going i might get another one at 128 or maybe it's capped out we'll see time to challenge the level four flick tap maven no time at all, you find yourself seated across the polished wooden slab from an Eldrin Midgewall, a middle-aged man, a provision merchant, whose skill at flick-tap can best be described as astounding. Eldrin gathers his seven stone discs and taps seven times on the slab with his hand, indicating he is ready to begin. There is no question, the expat expert flick tap player is carefully studying you sizing you up uh, and I'll just see if I win and I did I got 230 points to his 178 
you defeated the opponent. Eldorim seems annoyed by your victory and spends the next several minutes puzzling over how he could have lost to you. In the end, however, Eldrin Mudwan proves to be gracious in defeat and congratulates you on your victory before stepping away. Alright, and they talk about how the game... A small crowd of patrons gather around the slab and you find yourself heaped with praise and advice related to your victory over Eldrin. Eldrin's got a temper, that's one man. I'm not sure he'll soon forget, forget this. You best give him a chance to wing back his glory. Then again, right brother! Ah! And there we are. And now, that's enough flick tap for now. Go back to the tavern. Alright, got to... Got to... Got to go, win three games in a row to challenge... The level 5 flick tap maven. Alright, I've won 50 games and lost 29 so far. Well, just do a few more. Until we can go on to the next maven. Now to challenge the level 5 flick tap maven. In no time at all. Find yourself seated across the polished wooden slab from Keller Talaf Kernsey, a young woman and local adventurer. Oh, I hope we can have do some quests together later. You know, maybe talk, do a cave of goblins, rescue someone. You know, just, just, just a fun thing to do afterwards. And uh, we can remember the times we played flick tap together. Those. Though skill at flick tap can best be described as astounding. Tella gathers her seven stone discs and taps seven times on the slab with her hand, indicating she is ready to begin. To begin, there is no question that the expert flick tap player is carefully studying you, sizing you up. Alright, yep, and it plays like all the rest of them. I'll just pause, see if I win. For the final flick, I leave Tala two eight six to two six six. You defeated your opponent by a score two eight six to two six six. Tala seems slightly annoyed by your victory, and spends the next several minutes puzzling over how it is she could have lost to you. In the end, however, Telecurrency proves to be gracious in defeat. Congratulates you on victory before stepping away. Just defeated the level 5 Flick Tap Naven. Well done. With three more games in a row against Wandana Hunts. And you'll be able to challenge the level 6 Maven. Several patrons and prospective players being gathered around the Flick Tap board. Discussing various aspects of the game. A young girl who approaches you introduces her. So as Tala's sister, Tilly. Don't ever tell her, but I'm glad you beat her, she whispers. Not to hear about her bragging about her skill on the slab. Serves her right, in a way. Little humility never hurt anyone. Tilly whips at you and slips off across the crowded room. And now I go back to the pub in general. I've got to beat 
get three victories in a row to challenge the level six maven. Gonna pause while I do that. Now to challenge the level six flick tap maven. No time at all. You find yourself seated across the polished wooden slab from Alcaliph Bewing, a middle-aged woman and renowned bard whose skill at flick-tap can best be described as astounding. Well, once I defeat you, write a song about it. But actually, I've done a lot more impressive things than this. I'd rather you write songs about everything else rather than me losing at flick-tap about 40% of the time. And, and really only becoming the champion because I just, because apparently I can't lose if I keep going. Oh well. Playing <laughs> champion by just sheer determination and just keep trying. Because fortunately it doesn't work on World Cup rules where if you lose, you, well, you have to start again at the next tournament. But, well, well, it's a game. <laughs> that would just be really, really annoying if you had to get... You had to beat all seven of them in a row. <laughs> would be really, really annoying. No one doing it, especially since they keep getting more difficult, presumably. Alketh gathers her seven stone discs and taps seven times on the slab with her hand, indicating she is ready to begin. There is no question that the expert flick tap camera is carefully studying you, sizing you up. Well, I'll see. Well, I'll get back to you when I've won. I might might be the first time, might be the second time, might even be the third time, but I'll get back to you then. Well, I've now had one hundred and twenty-eight rounds of flick tap, which means my flick tappery bonus has now increased. To plus 16. Hopefully that will make getting to the net level 6 maven a little bit quicker. Well it might not. It's all in the wall of the great big enormous huge dice which keep getting bigger in each round. So anyway I'll just pause until we get on to the level 6 maven. Oh, have we already thought of Oh I don't forget. I forget. Level 6 maven anyway. Well, now I can challenge the level 6 Flip Tap Maven! Uh, oh yeah, I have fought this one before. It's Anchorith Blue Wing. Well, we'll see if I win. And I didn't. Uh, it took a few times, but I finally defeated the 6th Maven. With a score of 281 to 251. Alcross seems annoyed by a victory and spends the next several minutes puzzling over how she could have lost to you. In the end, however, Alcleth Blue Wing proves to be gracious in defeat and congratulates you on your victory before stepping away. You've just defeated the level 6 Flick Tap Maven. Well done. With three more games in a row against random opponents and you'll be able to challenge the level 7. 
and as far as I know, the final maven. Several patrons and prospective players remain gathered around the flick-tap board discussing various aspects of the game. A burly, balding man, clad in red finery, strides up to you and presses a leather pouch into your hand, which you're surprised to discover contains 25 adventurer tokens! Best bit of flick-tap I've seen in many a year, he says. You've heard that. You, without pause, the man turns and disappears into the crowd. We inquired about and learn that your unknown benefactor is a great merchant by the name of Ronwack Wall, who delights in spectating flick-tap matches whenever he's in the tavern. Ugh. Well, that's, that's like professional flick-tappers now? Presumably, is that I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is there is there some sort of flick tapper wieners go on? You know where people crown and paint silly signs on their body and go go flick that tap tap that flick. I don't know. Yeah. Ah. Oh no. Oh oh. Outside the way. Oh no. And so on. I'm probably getting incredibly drunk. I mean, incredibly, mind-numbingly drunk while watching professional flick taps in the flick tap arena, which you know is has like flick tappers in the middle on a raised raised dais, and then there's like whoa. Row of seat, there's like 20 rows of seats around them and everyone's cheering and they're wearing the colours or something and waving signs and saying, sign my plough or something. I don't know. I feel like I've just wandered into a whole, whole new world of flick tap which i never seen before. And then I... And then back to the main tavern. Which means, of course, I've got to win another... Oh, I've got a 61% victory rate so far. 99 wins, 62 losses. Yeah, that, those little bonuses, they're helping. They're helping. They don't open every round, but if you keep doing round after 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 round, you get a couple of extra victories here and there. Anyway, gotta win three more games, and then I can challenge the seventh flick tap maven and become a flick tap master and. I don't know. Give up flick tap because uh, honestly, that that's pretty much all you gotta do. Get get a wear a fancy hat. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happens when you become a flick tap master. Oh, well, pause until we get to it.
Time to challenge the seventh Flick Tap Maven. And no, no time at all. You find yourself seated across the polished wooden slab from Zebuic Lampstead, a middle-aged man and stable owner. Wait, we heard that name before. Though skill at Flick Tap can best be described as astounding. Zeb gathers his seven stone discs and taps seven times on the slab with his hand indicating he is ready to begin. There's no question the expert flick tap cable player is carefully studying you, sizing you up. Alright, and now we can play. I'll just see whether we win. And I'll just keep it paused until we do win. Right, for the last flick, I got 89 points, he got 41, and the final score is 359 to me versus 229 to him. Well, you call yourself a maven? That doesn't look particularly maven-y. Oh, well, please continue. You've defeated your opponent. By a score. 359 to 229. Zeb seems annoyed by our victory and spends the next several minutes puzzling over how we could have lost to you. In the end, however, Zebbrick Lampstead proves to be gracious in defeat and congratulates you on your victory before stepping away. You defeated the final and most difficult of the flick tap mavens. Well done. <laughs> Didn't seem that difficult. I guess I just. He had a bad day, I had a good day. A long and loud round of applause fills the Lakeshore Tavern as you appropriately engage in a series of appreciative bows. Several patrons and prospective players remain gathered around the flip-tap board, discussing various aspects of the game. A large, washous fong surrounds the flip-tap slab and you find yourself overwhelmed with shoulder crosses, shoulder slaps, back slaps, and all other manner of congratulatory words and gestures. Even Zebrick Lampstead pushes through the crowd to deliver a stinging jab to your upper right arm. I should have done that before we played, he says, laughing as he takes a swallow from his frothing tankard. Apparently I needed all the edge I could get. Well done, lad. You're a white marvel. Despite deciding respite from the intensity of flip tap, you step away from the polished slab and begin to make your way across the crowded tavern. Suddenly, ooh, as you, as you move across the crowded hall, you subtly spot an old man seated at a table near the fire. The white-bearded fellow smiles and beckons you over with a wide sweep of his left hand. You change your change course and make your way to his table. The old, old man introduces himself as Patch. I think I've seen a few Patches before and invites you to sit. Once you've taken a seat... He introduces himself as Patcher Fallow and congratulates you on your victory over Zebwick, Zebwick Lampstead. You thank him and introduce yourself. Haven't seen anyone play as well as you did. 
It's not for many good years. Old man Lampster's a tell on the slab. But so seem you. Well done, Zoop, did you say? Well, yes, well. Well done, Zoop. Patcher produces a small square of grey cloth and places it on the table. After gently patting it, he slowly unfolds the cloth to reveal a small triangle of hammered copper embedded in a thin iron frame. An odd symbol depicting a crab claw. <gasps> Zatha Moore again? Etched on one side of the piece, the opposite side bears an etching of three concentric squares. I was given this piece years ago by a man some say dabbled in dark sorcery, he says, picking up the trinket and rubbing it between his thumb and forefinger. That's all a bunch of trivial, of course. It's a luck charm, still is able to make out. It's always brought me a measure of luck where needed. Or seems to have done. Here, you take it. I'm too old now to be relying on luck. He reaches out and places the piece before you. Immediately curious, you pick up the triangular charm and examine both of its sides, carefully studying the strange etchings. Fleeting instance, your eyes drift across the intricately carved crab's claw. The sound filling the cavern hall becomes strangely muffled, and the flickering glow of the nearby fire becomes a steady light. Within the next breath, however, the thought wait. Flickering glow, steady light. Does that mean time stopped? Oh, Zatharuk, you're meddling! Oh, you crab thing. Oh, you're such a little blighter, aren't you? With your next breath, however, the full din of the tavern floods back to surround you as you once more sit in the fire's dancing radiance. It's a copper luck trinket. Let's have a look at it. Well, it actually does something. It's a class misc, and it gives plus one luck. It just does that. It just boosts one of your seven stats by just having it. And that's pretty impressive. Especially since some some people would probably let at least one stat slide. It might be luck. This small, thin, triangular piece of hammered copper is set into an iron frame. One side of the copper piece bears an engraving depicting a crab, crab's claw. One engraved image on the opposite side depicts three concentric squares. You were given this curious trinket by Patcher Fallow in Lakeshore Tavern, following a defeat of Zebric Lampstead in a game of flick tap. There's nothing in the encumbrance. There's li after encumbrance, nothing is written at all. Not zero, just the space. So I'm going to assume it's zero. Patcher eyes you closely, suggesting that he too. Notice the odd episode in which time itself seems to momentarily slow, but makes no mention of it. Uncertain whether or not you wish to keep the trinket, light of the strain's occurrence, you opt to decide later. Rather than risk insulting Patcher by rejecting the gift, you thank him for the charm and he smiles, telling you you're most welcome. I can't be sure, because I don't remember fully. 
But I do sort of recall that piece hoping a bit when he used to dabble and flick tap, he says. Never made me any better at the game, mind. But from time to time it seemed to almost quiver. Right before I made an amazing flick. Coincidences, like as not, I should think. Hmm, maybe it will. You spend a good while in conversation with Patcher and learn that in years past he operated a sailing barge that bore passengers and cargo across Winterwire Lake. A fine barge she was in her day, he says. But that's a labour for younger folk and younger craft. Do miss those days, there's no denying that. But time is a master we must all obey, like it or not. Unless, of course, you're a great big crab demon. At length, after conversing exhaustively about all manner of things, including Flicktap, you bid farewell to Patcher, again thanking him for the charm. You mind yourself out there, lad, he says, as you wise and step away from the table. The wide world is quite like Flicktap, if we're being honest. You sometimes land right between the lines, other times, well, you know the rest. Farewell. And now we're back, back to the cavern. What happens if I do more flipped up? Okay. You defeated all known flipped up mavens. You are the maven! What happens if I seek out an opponent? Having already proved proved yourself most to be the most formidable flick tap player to be found in these parts, your keen eyes scour the crowded tavern for a likely and worthy opponent. So I can just play against a random opponent. Does anything No, nothing, nothing new seems to happen. Ooh. Ooh, your copper luck trinket quivers. Luck modifier increased. It's been doubled. Oh, hmm. Kind of odd that you only get it when you have no reason to do any more... Any more flip tap ever again. Unless... Unless... Flick tap is going to become a reoccurring event, possibly in the new in the expansions to come. Maybe, maybe flick tap is just very popular in Arkandor. Yeah, maybe maybe it's actually an import from Zaphamor, and all, and that is the only way to earn the respect of certain people is by. Beating them in a game of flick tap. Hmm. I don't know. I guess you have to do it again. Why else would they? Would would he put all this boat, all these mechanics in place for something you've no reason to do? Yeah, I mean, it's not like there's a scoreboard. I mean, if there's a scoreboard where you could just where the Best ranking flick tap. Flick tap scores of all time were just put. Then yeah, I think mean, people would accept that. But there's, 
it's as as it as the game is now there seems to be no reason to put that in i mean it's not like anyone's going to complain if it doesn't magically help you at flick tap because no one's doing flick tap anymore you're already the maven you've got nowhere else to go but it does which implies there may well be more flick tap in the future oh well 22 points and all right and there's 40 points all right all right it seems a lot modifier seems to be always plus 40. oh no i'm behind now Damn pot copper pungent! You're not helping enough. All uh, right, uh, no, no help that time. All right, the seventh flick. Oh, and I pull ahead at the last moment. She looks down in disgust at a flick disc. All right. Yep. Uh, well, that that's what. Well, you sometimes get a bonus with flick tap, which I guess may occur some more times in the future. I really hope it does. Maybe flick tap in the battlegrounds. I mean, you've made this quite complicated system. I mean, there's probably like hundreds of lines of stuff going, hundreds of lines of programming behind flick tap. You want to use it again. I mean, it's, it's already there. And you've made a new item. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, that seems to be it for the Lakeshore Tavern. Maybe there'll be more stuff in the future. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I'm going to go to, I don't know, Wowdock. And I'm going to save. Now, I'm not quite sure what's coming next. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. No, wait, one more thing to do. Let's go and transmute that item we got. Alright, just rushing over to the Radius Silver Stars Tower. Here's some high women. They run away. Alright, these high women are a lot dumber, a lot smarter than most of the bandits I fight. Up into the tower. Look at my items. So I could transmute the star spangled pendant, which I got for. Oh, I forgot what I got it for. What was that? Oh, which which one was that? I got it for something, 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 something. Oh, I forget what I got that for. I'll, I'll have to check the wiki. Oh yeah, that's what I got for the co a contest of bows. Yeah, which I didn't record because, well, contest of bows are pretty much all the same. I mean, there's a little difference in how many shots you take, but it's the same thing over and over again. Be like, like recording every round of flick tap I do. Not that much. Not that much to it. Anyway. Uh, I, I've got that equipped right now. So. 
Let me just check. Is that one of the equipment? Yeah, that's one of my equipment, so I'm not going to transmute that. Although it has no effect on my stats, I don't like to transmute things I'm wearing. It confuses things. But the Mark Silver Wing, transmute away. Alright, I get one stat from it. So it goes from four to three. The standard melee points. Transmute away. And there we are. One melee waiting, one stamina point. Ah, that's that's a very nice little talent, statistically speaking. So I get I get stat I get stat boosts. I get I get a buttload of AT. I don't, don't get any experience. Well, okay, I get a little experience from climbing that monument, but well. I don't think usually by this stage everyone's so leveled up. If your experience isn't huge, it's not gonna make much difference to most people. And to a lot of people, they've maxed out everything, so experience is kind of useless. It's just sitting in the tub, hoping you get some item that you can level up with general XP. Oh, well, okay, now. Well, let's just check the Game Master's Journal. Uh, no, nothing, nothing new. Oh, well, yeah, there's the prize for the Open Stone Mask event. But that's, that's been added to, that's been added at the end of episode 400. And also, remember the, the, the fan art contest, that's still ongoing. I really hope some people will actually put some entries, because otherwise I will be quite sad. Like, they'd be like, level 3 sad. Level 3 out of 10 on, on the sad level. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, pretty, pretty sad. Not, 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 not sad enough to require medical intervention, but pretty sad. Anyway, next time, I don't know what's happening. Maybe, maybe the... The prelude scenarios for the expansions will finally be ready. And anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Guess what? I went back to the tavern, and there's still more things to do. A while back, I saw a rat next, next to the ajar door. I'm going to tell... I'm going to tell an owner what, well... The custodian of the tavern about it. Lornia's face goes flush. She shakes her head and frowns. Sorry, had to see that, she says apologetically. There's been more and more of those clitters scuttling about day and night. I've done what I can, and even hired tell her and clear them out. Seems we've got a problem bigger than they can handle. At least that's my read of it. You learn that the Kingbrew brothers known locally as a pair of firebrands, are adept rat catchers, those services are always in demand throughout the region. You learn that the brothers fled from the tavern cellar after less than an hour, claiming something large and dark was stalking them. I've been down there myself since then, dozens of times, says Lona. I've seen nothing like what they described, but I can tell you, the kinboos are most certainly scared off by what they claim to have seen. Intrigued by what you've just heard, you begin to inquire further about the cellar. Only to have Elonia seemingly jumped to a conclusion. You've volunteered to investigate it. Well, 
It was going to happen eventually. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been. There's very few taverns I go to where there isn't something weird going on in the cellar. I mean, e even the Stoneback Tavern, I have to get something in the cellar. Oh, that's just splendid, she says, smiling. Miss Sulavina would be quite pleased to know that someone like you was on the job. That, that does certainly relieve my mind. Mind yourself down there, though. Well, that's a bad enough without something else or another tossed in with them. Thank you, most kindly. Your attempts to explain to them you are merely inquiring about the situation fall on deaf ears, and the tavern keeper again thanks you, asking you to keep her appraised of any developments. Realising it's pointless to continue, you nod off and set off on your way. You'll find the option for investigate the cellar in the main tavern section. Alright, why don't I talk to her again? Oh, you can you just get the same scene again. I guess it's probably going to keep happening until I investigate the cellar. Now, we've, we've been running for an hour and a half now, so... I guess that will be the next episode. I don't know how long it will take to investigate this cellar. But it'll probably be a while. So anyway, now, okay. I, I've been, I've been, I've been giving you a lot of fake endings to this episode. But this time, this time it's the actual end. The next time, in the next episode... We will be investigating that cellar and dealing with the rat problem and whatever else may be down there. And until then, and this time for real, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.